Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Another awesome show. (laughs) Uh, Today, we have a special guest, Chris Miles, the owner of Money Ripples. Um, So, hey, Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot. It's fun to be on. Yeah. So, real quick, Chris is um, known as the cash flow expert. Um, and he calls himself the anti-financial advisor. So we'll Love talk it. a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, he's a leading authority teaching entrepreneurs and professionals how to quickly free up and create more cash flow in their life um, so that they have more time to do what they love most. He's an author and podcast host of the Chris Miles Money Show. Uh, he's been featured in U.S. News, CNN Money, EO Fire and has a high reputation with his company, Money Ripples. Um, he gets his clients fast, life altering financial results, and his clients have increased their cash flow by over 100 million in the last eight years. Most importantly, most Woo. importantly, Chris is a longtime friend, one of the most connected individuals I've ever met in my life. And he's also, this is probably yes. the, the biggest deal right here. He is the first person to ever pay me to speak. Chris, do you remember this right here? <laughs> Oh yeah! This is my first, not only did he pay me my first, everybody who's who's looking at this, watching this, this is my first speaking fee, and it is a it is a six figure speaking fee. Um, very cool. I don't even know what this is. Some Vietnamese denomination. Chris, one hundred thousand dong. Yes, I got thousand dong. Hundred thousand dong for my speaking fee. Chris, officially welcome to the show, buddy. This is going to be yeah. fun. I'm excited. Thanks a lot. I appreciate yeah. being on. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Chris. So for anyone out there who, you know, hasn't heard your show or doesn't know who you are, do you mind just giving us a little background on yourself? Tell us, tell us about you. Yeah, you know, so I started out like everybody, you know, majoring in sociology and then not using it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I started out going to college, I actually dropped out to become an entrepreneur. And the, the, the business I ended up starting was actually 17 years ago as a financial advisor, right? Doing the traditional mainstream stuff, telling you to save all your money, pay off all your debt, you know, load up the mutual funds and all that kind of stuff and, you know, take high risk to create high returns. And hopefully someday if you're in it for the long haul, long enough, you might actually have something, you know, and uh, I did <laughs> such a great strategy. strategy. Yeah, we've all heard that. Great yeah. strategy. Yeah, cool. it's, 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 a, it's a real popular strategy that has yet to work. And, that, and that's kind of what <laughs> I found out after four years. I'm like, wait, I've got clients that I've inherited that have had decades of advice and they're still broke. You know, they're still not financially free. And Right. And in fact, it was a real estate investor that woke me up to that. He's like, hey, well, if, if anybody's got this figured out, how about you guys as financial advisor? How many of you are financially free, not off the commissions, but actually off of the investments you've been recommending? I'm like, none, maybe one. And I found <laughs> that that one wasn't either. Like once he got fired, he was scrambling, trying to find work again. So that's, wow. the, that's the big thing. And so 2006, I left that. I was like, okay, I'm, that's it. I'm done. I will never teach about money again because I felt like I was a liar and a deceiver. And uh, I was yeah. like, I'll just do mortgages and I'll teach ballroom dancing at the local university. <laughs> ballroom so, dancing. All right. Another exactly. fun fact, yes. Chris is quite the dancer. Everyone. Wow. 
So okay. we're gonna, yeah, I don't know if we can show that on here, but that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, about thirty pounds ago, I was I was one of the nation's top dancers. So <laughs> nice, nice. But cool. uh, but yeah, so I mean that's kind of how I got my start. And but the thing is, like, I started to get mentored by people that actually had become millionaires, and and it wasn't soon, it wasn't long. About uh, July of '06, I found out. I'm like, wait, I was looking at my money. I'm like, I'm working three hours a week, and I'm making I'm making enough to pay all my bills. Like I'm technically financially independent. And, uh, and that was a shocker because I didn't have to save up $2 million. Like my goal was as a financial advisor. It wasn't about that. It was about really getting cash flow to come in. And, and it changed my world, changed my perspective. Um, it actually, because of it, people kept asking me like, well, what'd you do? And how, how are you doing what you do every day? I'm like, I sell drugs. Like I, I didn't know what to answer because it was such a complicated, it felt like a complicated answer to me. And so that's kind of what I did. After 2007, came out of retirement, started teaching this stuff, went through the recession, went from millionaire to upside down millionaire, dug back out of that without going through bankruptcy. I was like in the whole $16,000 a month and was able to dig back out of that. And, and, uh, and it was again, financially independent in December of 2016. And I was like, there I am again. And yeah, you got one of those teaching. cool stories. Go I ahead, mean, how cool, is it that, how cool is it that you go all that way down? Because I mean- <laughs> We hear a lot of stories about people who succeed, right? We, have, we, we hear fewer people say, I succeeded, I completely failed, and yeah. then I came yeah. back. And, oh, by the way, I didn't come back by eliminating all of my debt. I came back by paying it all off. What a stand-up thing to do, Chris. I think everybody right. needs to understand the difference between the two, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was really neat. cool. It was tough. But, uh, but that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, I saw as an opportunity to prove that the principles and the strategies that we teach actually work, you know? And so yeah. to have to dig back out of a huge hole, it's one thing coming from zero and going up, right? Or coming from little going up to retire, but to go from basically what should have been bankrupt to then be able to be financially free in about within about a 10 year period of time, you know, that, you know, that to me was, you know, or less than 10 years, I guess it was. I mean, that to me is kind of like the testament of what we teach really works. Absolutely. So, to, so, so cool. talk to us a little bit more about anti-financial advisor. I love the term. Incidentally, uh, I love the term. I love the name of your book too, which I think, I think kind of both of these go together. Um, but tell us a little bit about anti-financial advisor and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to pimp your book out because I absolutely fell in love with the name of it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anti-financial advisor it basically just means doing the opposite of everything you've been taught. So instead of focusing on trying to throw money in mutual funds and let it accumulate and grow, because if you think about it, like even if someone's lucky enough to save up to say a million dollars in mutual funds, which there's some people out there, I've got clients that have that. But the problem is, is you become a millionaire but if you go off the traditional financial advice, they say, don't live off two, more than two or 3% a year. Well, if you're a millionaire, then you're living on 20 or 30,000 a year, you're in poverty. So yeah, you're an impoverished work. millionaire, right? <laughs> and, uh, and that's, it's ridiculous that they say that you should, you, you should pile all this money up and then you should get a pathetic return on it. And that's what you're supposed to live on. It never works. Uh -huh. People actually cannibalize their money, Chris. It's, it's insane. Yeah, you can't do that. And you don't want to do that, right? <laughs> Not at all. Which is uh, totally different. I mean, making 20 or 30,000 a year from a million bucks where I know what strategies you guys use because I refer a lot of my clients to you guys. That same million bucks could easily generate like, you know, eight to 10,000 a month passive income, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's over a hundred grand a year. So it's like, do you want 10 or 20, you know, 20 or 30,000 a year? Or you want over a hundred grand a year? I mean, 
hard choice, you know, and, and that's the difference. Like anti-financial advising is like, Hey, let's not focus on trying to build and accumulate money, which only feeds banks and financial companies, not you. Right. Cause they want you to keep money in there forever. So they keep making their fees for eternity. Exactly. Right. But, but we're teaching like, no, we want cash flow. Like how do we create cash right now? And, and that's, that's really what it is. It's just turning the whole thing upside down and saying, no, s- screw all that stuff. Sorry if this is now PG-13, because like, I said screw, but, you know. Oh, damn it. Now I'm going no. oh, no. to have to put an E, of, e by oh, the Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is no longer rated E for everyone, you know, like oh, video games. Explicit. So, uh, e for explicit. Thanks to Chris. If that's a bad word, I'm going to be kicked off. So. <laughs> well, yeah, Tipper Gore is rolling over her grave. Oh, yeah. wait, she's still alive. Never mind. But yeah. yeah, so Chris, like that is so cool. What what other strategies you mentioned briefly real estate? And I don't know if you want to share a little bit more about how you got into that, but Yeah. Yeah. What how did you get started in the real estate portion of this and what other strategies are in there? Sorry, that's kind of a big question, but Yeah, well, I mean I, I started doing real estate myself like before the recession and and I was being stupid. Like I was just like I was thinking like, well man, if a small property, 150,000 makes 10% appreciation. That's 15 grand. But if I can get a $500,000 property, <laughs> that's 50,000 appreciation. So let's just go big, right? And so I, I started yeah, we've thinking- we've heard that, that before, Chris. <laughs> What's that? We've heard that before from people. Uh, that Chris, never that's before. called the go big and go home strategy. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. right. That's the way you go to the doghouse, you know? So I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, I got caught up in that a little bit. I mean, I wasn't like horribly in it, but I had the perfect storm during the recession because it wasn't just real estate, but the business wasn't doing great, you know, like, because I was yeah. focused on real estate professionals back then. So everybody was like freaking out. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of was my start. Um, and it actually it took you guys to get faith in it again, just within, for myself personally in the last few years, even though I've referred clients to you guys for like six years now. Um, for me personally, it took like up until the recent last few years to say, okay, I think I could do this again because I think I can actually do it right, learning what I've learned and from all the mistakes. And you guys actually address that because you talk about, hey, we don't go for one horse towns, you know, we don't, you know, try to go for the Vegases or the Detroits, you know, where everything's betting on one industry and hey we're not buying high price homes we're buying low price ones so even if there is another recession like the last one which is unlikely well who cares because the low price homes that's where people flock towards and that could actually make your property value go up and so right. just all that stuff like i've taught my clients it's like no this is cool stuff like this is great you know especially if they want to go more the passive route especially if somebody's really busy you know yeah so what other sh- strategies are in there. I mean, that's really cool. Thanks for that, Chris, <laughs> the real estate yeah. thing. But if, if you've only gotten to that in recent years, can you share more about just, just give us like a, you know, overview of what kind of strategies feed into this, how you turned your life around? Yeah. You know, a lot of them was actually in, in the book that Ron was mentioning. I mean, a lot of oh, it yeah, wasn't what's, in, wait, what's the book? Wait, 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 let's the just name stop of this book is so good. Uh, <laughs> it's called beyond rice and beans. So uh, go to moneyripples.com and and uh, I think you get a free copy, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, so get a free it's copy. It's a huge book. It's and like 28 you, pages because I put page breaks in it. And if, <laughs> if, you if you don't know the reference, this is a, a little bit of a dig at Dave Ramsey. For all of you who love him, God bless. I've met him in person, ate lunch with him. He's a great guy. Um, and a lot of what he teaches is good for a lot of people, but it's not, it's not great for everybody. So anyway, Chris, uh, lead into your book. Go ahead. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a slap at him. I mean, my wife was actually the first in certified instructor for Dave Ramsey from the state of Utah. 
and really? uh, has been to his house. And she's like, he doesn't even follow the same advice he gives. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know? It's like they're all broke ministers that follow his advice. You know, pretty much make 30, 40,000 a year, it's great. But if you make more than that, you don't want to follow that advice. And, and that's how I talk about my book. I mean, I talk a little bit about that. But for example, I had to get my money under control. I had to watch what I was doing, tracking my money, looking at you know what's coming in, both income and expenses, not just expenses. Because you have to understand there's three paradigms when it comes to money. There's the saver paradigm that we're all taught it's supposed to be heavenly, right? Yep. Um, which is... <laughs> Save, save, save. It's really a scarcity mentality. If you think about it, it's, you can never save enough. You can never pay off debt fast enough. You're right. always trying to accumulate, but you'll never get to a point where you feel like you're safe, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Flip side, yeah. the other scarcity one, spender, which we all know that obviously you get money, you blow it, you know, and, and there's also fear there because you have to keep producing money to keep going. Right. And then the one that's actually in abundance is a steward mentality. You know, steward actually takes the best of the spender and the saver and puts it into one. So a steward realizes like, hey, I'm here, you know, that money is meant to be used. Unlike a saver who doesn't want to use money ever, right? Money is meant to be used. It's meant to be put in a way that creates production. It creates ways to bless people's lives, allows people to grow. Like you can multiply it and you can edify people with it. And you can actually make your life and lives around you better because of it. And that's Definitely. what a steward does. I love that's that That's really word. cool. Thanks for sharing that. I yeah. love that word too, man. And it goes along with what Angela and I talk about. Um, man, I think almost in every episode, which is, which is our yeah. purpose as a company. We which beat is it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through service, we build people. That is exactly what, what people who, who are good stewards of their money. We've never used that word as a fantastic one. I'm going to go ahead and steal that one from you from now on. Uh, great, great <laughs> you term. bet. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, and that's the thing is like, I mean, we've been there, like we've been in a place where we've financially been free you know, or independent, you know, as people would say. And the thing is, you can either just be comfortable yourself or you can help others do the same. You know, you can create a ripple effect. That's why my company's called Money Ripples. I want to create that ripple effect through people's lives, you know, because I've seen it. So, uh, so yeah, so I mean, from a steward perspective, like, you know, when it comes to, you know, looking at your income and expenses, stewards look at both because spenders only look at the income, but they ignore the expenses. While those that are, you know, uh, those that are savers, they only look at the expenses, but ignore the income, Right. Yep. yep. Stewards look at both. Absolutely. Um, other other strategies I did, I mean, obviously saving money on taxes. I know you guys, you got, you, both of us use the same accountant, great CPA, right? Um, so I know that's a big thing. Uh, other things I've done to help uh, debt. I mean, debt's a fun one for a lot of people. Um, and so tell, uh, you know, tell me, tell me more about both of those, right? So let, so yeah. I'm a, I'm a professional or I'm a, you know, I'm a hardworking person, um, business owner, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, I love this idea of, of finding, you know, a whole bunch of money I didn't know was there because, you know, you, I, I know you, I mean, I, I follow you on Facebook. I listen to your show and, you know, sometimes you save people six figures and not, not uh-huh. just say, but like make people six figures after yeah. the first meeting when you meet with them. But on average, it's still what, 20, 30 grand, something like that on average a year? Yeah, it's about uh, 34 grand a year is uh, between saving or making money. So, wow. so um, if, if I'm listening to this right now and I've got, and I'm, I know what my, my current situation is, logically in my brain, I'm going to be saying, yeah, right. <laughs> There's no way in hell you're going to find 34 grand 
Um, I mean, I've got an accountant. I've been through this. I already know I look for money all the freaking time. How the hell are you going to find me 34000 extra dollars? And Chris Miles says? Chris Miles <laughs> says, like, it just depends. It's, it's everywhere. I mean, you know, for example, I mentioned just tracking money. Like, if someone's a busy entrepreneur and they say they're too busy to track their money, I can assure you, I can guarantee you 100% of the time, they're losing at least $500 a month. That's six grand a year, right? That's, I mean, I had one, one person, in fact, that uh, she said that same thing. And then we started looking at some things, even like food costs and, you know, just random stuff, even like cable, you know, like internet, you know, and satellite TV and all that stuff. And we found 1500 a month, which was funny because she's like, I'm too busy to track my money. I'm like, well, you're too busy not to because that's 1500 bucks a month. You have to keep producing just to do the same crap, you know, like, right. that's a huge one. You know, taxes is another one, business owners especially. Now, if you're not a business owner, hang in there. There's more. But for, uh, you know, for most part, business owners are overpaying on taxes. You know, I, I had somebody who was in network marketing that she had six kids. <laughs> yeah, that's a sore subject, man. Don't bring up the <laughs> Especially this time of year, right? <laughs> it's a sore subject, but this is uh, the perfect time of year to bring it, it up is. because it hurts so bad when you write it that does. check when you're a business owner. And, it does. Uh, <clears throat> and Angela, you, you and I, you know, we've done this. I mean, every quarter we go through our finances and how many times a year, and you know, there's four quarters, how many times a year do we find auto payment crap that it's just, we're paying and mm-hmm. nobody yeah. knows even what the hell it is. It's just yep. sitting there getting clocked out of our uh, checking account and and yeah. neither one of us even know what it is. No, I was just going to yeah. say, I bet you if Chris, maybe not with your personal finances, although he probably would if you're being honest with yourself, but uh-huh. if you went through our business account, I bet he would find all kinds of crap that we miss. Cause you know, you and I are kind of like, you know, we see a butterfly and get distracted and forget what we're doing. So, well, I mean, I don't know. Me, it's probably something different. Than well, whatever I'm it not is. I'm popping to that, Angela. Okay. Wow. Uh, well, that's the thing. There's, I'm just saying no, if like, he sat down, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no like bad expenses necessarily. Uh, it just depends on what it's doing for you. Right. Is it creating the ROI that you hope for? You know, like, uh, exactly. it's funny cause I had yeah. a dentist that, between tax savings and refinancing some loans and consolidating and do some stuff and restructuring things, we saved him $6,000 a month. Holy but then wow. he just took the same stuff from the whole spending, like productive, consumptive, destructive expenses. We kind of classify them, you know, you know, consumptive are okay, but they're not, you know, they're just like lifestyle type stuff sometimes, but destructive means you got to get rid of it. Well, he went to his practice. This is a guy in Virginia, right? Dennis in Virginia went to his practice. He said he found another 16,000 a month, Without me, he just taking the same principles and apply it from personal to his practice, you know, and, and that's a, it's, it was just like that subscriptions that he's like, I didn't realize I was paying for this every month. And, you know, I think he let go of an employee that just was wasn't pulling their weight. So he's like, okay, this is extra weight. This is extra fat. Let's trim it. And so when we we're all said and done, it's like, well, good job, buddy. You just freed up $300,000 this year. And that was with no investing, right? That was even talking about the investing part, which to me is way more fun. Yeah, or the, or the it tax is. savings. Yeah, that yeah. Wasn't even, it wasn't even tax savings. That's just wasted no. money. Yeah. Uh, we found about 20 grand for him in tax savings, but still, like, that's not close to 300,000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, the, that's actually phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I hear about this all the time. There was actually a post, um, not from you, from another guy I know, where mm-hmm. he, he talked about this very thing. He's like, look, how many of you out there know that you're wasting money on a monthly basis? And then all of these entrepreneurs, my buddies, they all get on there and start saying how much money they found 
just by one post from a guy to go in and take a look at your QuickBooks file. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people were going, you know, 2000. One guy said he, he just found $20,000 he spent last year on a Facebook ad that was on auto run. He didn't even know was running. It's oh, just sitting shit. there running and they had the wrong phone number on it. So oh my God. no leads for them. No. Right. No. All because of a post where someone actually said, Hey, just, Take a second, go look through your QuickBooks and see what see what's in there. You know, let's just see. What's okay, in there. you guys, this is hurting me. I, I like feel like I need to pull up our you know bank account and QuickBooks we right now. Pull up QuickBooks right now. Let's just do this live with Chris. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's right. No, that would Chris, be we're just gonna we're better. just gonna show it live. Here. We're just gonna open the okay. books. You know. <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. It, it um, does help so, when you when you pull up QuickBooks more than you know once a year. <laughs> you know? it does. Well, absolutely, it does. Probably more than once a quarter. Which more I more than once a quarter. Yeah, I just yeah, I usually recommend at least every other week, if not weekly. The, yeah, I just said publicly we do it once a quarter. So um, I guarantee there's way more money in there for us as well, Chris. Yes, so, sure. Yeah, well, we, sweet. You know we we're going to be checking it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Well, okay, that that kind of hurts the expenses part, but um I read somewhere Chris, I think in something you sent to us that you have 14 about 14 different streams of income. And uh-huh. I, and that got me thinking too. I'm like, shoot, I have maybe two, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, two, one and a half. So uh <laughs> holy crap, man. How do you how do you get to 14? What am I doing wrong here? <sighs> one by one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, okay. Come on. I it can't add 12. It wasn't overnight. Cards. Okay. Well, right. I mean, so yeah. So let me kind of break it down generally speaking here because I mean, there's a lot of them to cover. So I don't want to cover every single one, but. And no, I mean, and I'm not asking you to pull down your pants. You can just tell us. Oh, you know. I don't mind. But, <laughs> well, you could. You could. You, well, we can't okay. see it anyway. We're on a. Uh, <laughs> we can only see the top. So it's okay. Yeah, it's true. The top half. He probably doesn't have pants on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know, that's, that's the fun thing of working from home, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the mainstreams, I mean, obviously I got like real estate with you guys, which has definitely been awesome. Yeah. Um, I do like, like lending, lending deals and stuff, you know, so that pays some streams of income. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of doing a lot towards lending because I'd rather have ownership and control. And you lose that when you just say, here, somebody else invest it and then pay me. But yep. I don't mind getting paid 10 or 12% a year by doing nothing. So, um, so I do some lending deals. Um, and then a lot of my other streams of income, uh, come from like affiliate stuff where sometimes I have like, you know, resources where people have been referring to for years. I thought I got the crazy idea. This happened in 2006. I was like, wait, I could actually like ask to see if I get a referral fee. And so I'll get referral fees from all these different sources. Um, not a lot, not like compared to some, I'm not like, you know, the affiliate junkie or anything like that, but just key people I usually refer to often and I get paid, you know, commission. Yeah, no, we know about that one, Chris. We, we, we know you got that one going, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do that. Um, cool. I mean, there's also like, uh, I've, you know, I've got the active streams of income within my business. Like I do consulting part-time, right? Um, I have like life insurance streams of income because I do things with life insurance that are pretty creative with investing. Um, I've got uh, streams of income with, you know, like even a network marketing company occasionally will pay me. I'm like, oh crap, I forgot about that one. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> to get the checks from that. So, I mean, really, cool. if you break down the 14, it's in those three, four, five areas that I get paid from. Okay, okay. So, you said one I'm really interested in. I think a lot of people on here would be too. And, um, you know, I, I realize this is probably an entire show in and of itself, but uh-huh. let's talk really quickly about the life insurance thing because um, 
I recently uh, opened up a life insurance policy through you and mm-hmm. you know, I already had one, but it wasn't set up exactly right. And um, what I was trying to accomplish, I think is, I mean, it, it just wasn't set up right for what I was trying to accomplish. And, and that's, I think that's what you're talking about. So can you just help everybody else understand a little bit about what, um, what you helped me do and also what you, uh, what you're doing with, with money that's inside of yours and kind of how all that works in a nutshell? Yeah. So, so really what you do is you're creating a supercharged tax-free savings account. That Simply sounds awesome. Put. I mean, it's like, I mean, imagine if you had a savings account you can invest from that instead of paying you point nothing percent at the bank and then you get taxed on that point nothing percent right? Uh, this is something that pays you like three, four, five percent average, you know, and it's tax-free. And so, you would have to find like the savings account, especially based on your tax rates, you might have to find a savings account that pays you five, five and a half percent a year to match what we're trying to do with the strategy. And so, rather than just buying life insurance, like buy term insurance, like a lot of people do, right? Buy term, invest the difference. Like that beans trying- and rice guy tells you to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, and trust me, my wife who was indoctrinating that was like freaking out. She's like, why would you ever use life insurance, especially whole life insurance is the, the strategy that you can only do this with. The other ones don't work the same way. But and she's like, why would you ever do that? Dave says this. I'm like, well, Dave's broke in his head, you know, like. Dave doesn't get it. Like if Dave, Dave's actually right in some ways because the way that most insurance agents that are banking on this literally because it's their livelihood, they'll have you, you know, buy basic policies, like even whole life that yeah. will charge you lots of fees and give you a little cash back. Even, even the ones who are trying to set up the <laughs> exact type of thing that you are, are, are talking about here, because right. that's what I thought I did. Yeah. Uh, we thought you were set it up that. right. Yeah, uh-huh. right? because mine wasn't set up right. And no, that's not I at all. Frustrated because it wasn't working the way that I thought it was working, and I couldn't do what what you teach. And um, and then we finally fixed it. So yeah. So Chris, is there an easy way? Sorry if there's not, but is there an easy way for people to know, like, if they already have a whole life plan, if there's a set up right or not? Yeah. Like, what they what they would do is they would go to their company and which, whichever insurance company they they've used, right? And they would ask for what's called an in-force illustration, like I-N-F-O-R-C-E, you know, in-force okay. illustration. Get that run and then email it over to me, just chris at moneyripples.com. Okay. You know, email over to me and we can look at that because sometimes it's great, you know, or sometimes you've had it for so long, like it, it, there's no reason to mess with it. Um, but I'll tell you, like, especially I've had people like with Northwestern policies or whatever or you know, Ron, yours is actually a company I work with that I like. That's the ironic thing. It's, it has nothing to do with the insurance company. It has all to do with the art, artistry behind it, the design, how you make the policy work. Because most people teach you it's this long-term thing that eventually someday you'll have cash to maybe retire, get a little retirement income on. I will, I've run the numbers any way possible. It doesn't matter if it's mutual funds or life insurance. You will never, ever retire off of those things. It's impossible. I've run the numbers any way you can. But... Wow. What you can do with this is you can make Ouch, Chris. Ouch. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, look, it's a get, it's the get real uh, show. That's a, that's a pretty it's get, get real. Story. There you go. And it's true. <laughs> I and mean, I had my policy for uh, whatever six or seven years, um, mm-hmm. Chris, and I was pissed because, I mean, the money in there. I hadn't even broken even yet. I yeah. mean, it, uh, I hadn't even broken even. And here I am, a guy who knows how to make money on investments. And I didn't think my insurance policy was an investment, but I didn't even have enough money inside of their 
from for cash value to to be able to invest it and do this this bank talking about <laughs> and even dump mm-hmm. more money into it right it was it was a stupid ridiculous yeah that's policy. a crazy thing even guys that propose themselves to be bankers which are different than normal insurance agents they're better it's kind of like good better best right like there's great there's good insurance agents out there there's better ones to teach infinite banking but it'll take you at least seven, eight years of break even, or yours was even longer, ironically. Yes. Um, but for what I teach, we try to do it in five, where you break even on the cost, where it becomes like free insurance by that point, where you have just as much cash, regardless of all the costs, right? You have just as much cash in there as what you've put in. And that's what's cool, is that you're- And, and, and here's the really cool part for me, Chris. And this is the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about. There's a couple of things that I think are really key. Um, the first one is- that I can overfund this thing. I can dump a bunch of money into this and the cash is nearly all accessible a few weeks after I put it in there, which is like, I I never, I thought once you put the money in, you have to wait seven years before you're going to be able to have it, (laughs) which is, that's way my most. But I can overfund this thing, put it into this quote bank account you're talking about, Chris. And then the money that I've overfunded not the insurance product money, but the right. money that I've overfunded into it is accessible for me to borrow out. And yet it stays in there and grows at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's earning tax-free it's dividends. Yeah. It's, it's awesome because yeah, I mean, in that kind of case, you can borrow it like the next, within the next month, you know, like I, I had somebody just yesterday was saying, Hey, I know the money went in at the beginning of this month. Can I access it? And I looked in his account like, yeah, you've got this much you can access. You know, he's like, well, great. How do I get a loan out? I'm like, ask, you know, just ask. <laughs> you can call up the company or just shoot me an email, say, here's how much I want to get. And I'll shoot them an email and you'll have the money within a week, you know? And, it's, and that's it's, just not wow. something that's been taught. People don't realize that, you know, the money you're going to use for investments anyways, you can flow through there right back out. And this is the key. It's not only is it a cool savings account, but it's earning, like you said, it's earning money at the same time. So you can go in and you know, do a loan, like a line of credit against it from the insurance company, a private line of credit. And so it doesn't show up in your credit or anything. You can do a line of credit against this money. And what happens is that that money is still fully in there because the money is still building up compounding, but now you have the money to access to start using to invest however you want. So the and cool then, thing is you can actually make money in two places at the same time. And, and all of your cash flow from, let's say you invested in a, in a real estate investment because, yeah. you know, that's, what, that's what we like. Yeah. But <laughs> let's say you do that, right? The money that comes in from the cash flow can go back into your policy and build it back up again. Yep. And the people who use this strategy, we find by three to four times the amount of real estate as all of our other clients. And the reason is because they're not touching the money. Number one, they're not living off of it. The, the money is going back into this bank account, which they just don't use to spend, right? It's, it's used yeah. to build money up and you're double arbitraging the money. And here's the other really cool thing that I learned about this um, and why the wealthy use this and have so many life insurance policies. And that is that it is one of the things that's very difficult to attach to in a lawsuit. That's very right. difficult. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. So Depending on which state you're in, that. in most states, there's a hundred percent protection on your money. Meaning that you can have millions of dollars in there, someone sues you and they win and they still can't get to that money. Yep. Yeah. I mean, That's beautiful. It's a fantastic account, place they can to get park to money. I mean, yeah. it's a great place to park money. You get interest on it. If you're smart about it, 
and you have somebody who understands, like, I still don't know how to, if I, if I went to an insurance agent right now and, and I wanted to tell them how to set this up, I, I don't know how to do it. But <laughs> I know, I know Chris who does know how to do it. Um, and, and he's just, he's just done it for me. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So, um, so thank you for that. Thank you for fixing my life insurance policy. And, um, here's the other thing that people don't think about Chris when it comes to whole life insurance or permanent life insurance to begin with. Um, this whole go by term and invest the difference works really well unless you get sick. Because mm-hmm. if you get sick during your term and then you're uninsurable, you are screwed. You'll never get life insurance again. As soon as the right. term runs out, you're done. Um, yeah. And that almost happened to my wife. As you know, she, she's, yeah. she's health problems. Um, and we had convertible term, thank God. So yeah. we just converted all of her term into permanent life insurance. Um, but how many people out there go get, they go on this stupid <laughs> advice to buy term and invest the difference. And then they wake up one day with cancer and now they're uninsurable and now they're screwed, can't ever get insurance again. And if that happens in year 10 of your term policy, you're just done. You paid 10 years worth of money in and you're never going to get insurance again. Yep. Yep. I've had that happen. In fact, to a, a client in Maine, that very same thing happened where uh, we, we got a whole life for him, which was great. So he had a banking policy there. But then to make up for the definitely, we also had a separate term policy, right? And, uh, and he was 65 years old t- at the time. He was perfect health. He was a chiropractor, right? Well, two years later, he calls me up and says, hey, I just, got a, I just found out I have a brain tumor and it's inoperable. So I'm going to do lots of treatments. I hope it works, but we don't know. Well, a year and a half later, he's cleared, like no sign of the tumor at all, but he cannot get any insurance because just because he had the tumor, right? Yep. So even though he's right back to good health again, he can't get that insurance. So luckily that term, he's like, well, what do we do with this term? Can we convert that? I was like, absolutely. We can convert that. And we probably will want to do that. You know, however much you need, let's, let's convert it. And so the cool thing is he's converting it as if he's in perfect health because they can't take that health rating away that he had yep. before. So oh, awesome. even though he's uninsurable now, he still would have this perfect health policy he's converting over. So it's a lot cheaper. Man, wow. That's, that's fantastic. That is I, powerful I, stuff. Yeah. I didn't mm. think we were going to talk about that today. Um, <laughs> you you never know. Hey. I, 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 you know, we just did this. I don't know how many months ago, but I completely forgot about it. That's how brain dead I am. And um, when you, when you talked about it, I was like, Oh my gosh, everybody needs to know about this. Um, because it's such a myth out there about these insurances and how they work um, and, and why you would want to have one or not want to have one. Um, so I'm glad we got to have, and this is a conversation, obviously, that's a little more in depth than we just had, but hopefully yeah. people took the nuggets, Chris, and, yeah. and, and are interested in, in how that works, um, man, and how everything else that you put together works, because it's the, kind of the whole package that really uh, starts to sing for people, right? Yeah. It really does. Like, that's the thing. Like, everything's, everything adds up. It's a compound effect, right? Like, really, it's all the little things that you do that makes the, a massive difference to creating that freedom for yourself. You know, and sometimes yeah. people got some things right. You just need a little tweak to it. And all of a sudden, boom, like, they take off. They accelerate the results, you know. And that's the cool thing. So, I love that. Like, I love when so people crazy. come to me and they're like, yeah, I have this 10-year goal to be financially free. I'm like, I think you do it in five. 
Absolutely. That is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you guys get that experience a lot too. There's uh, nothing cooler than telling someone that they're, they've completely underestimated their ability to, to uh, walk away from whatever it is they hate. I mean, there's nothing better <laughs> than that, right? <laughs> and some people aren't ready for it. You know, like it's crazy. I had a woman where I, I, she came to me and she's like, yeah, I need really, all I need is like 1500 a month of income to make up for my expenses. I'm like, dang, you know, she's a single That's woman easy. in her 50s. Yeah. And she's like, I've got 200,000 in mutual funds. I was like, what's your retirement goal? Cause I'm already smiling. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is going to be so fun. She's like, well, if I can in 10 years back off my hours as a fitness trainer to three hours a day, that would be great. And I was like, what if I could tell you that this year you wouldn't have to do any fitness training. You're just doing it cause you love it. Like you would have enough passive income to replace that 1500 a month with that 200 grand in mutual funds. And it was crazy. She's like, are you kidding me right now? I'm like, no, I'm being conservative. I think you could do better than that, but I don't want to overpromise. That's awesome. And, and what ended up happening is she freaked out. She's like, oh, that's, that, I just don't think that's possible. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do more mutual funds. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like that was retarded. Like, why would you go back to something, you know, doesn't work and 200,000 will not help her out at all. I mean, she's got to save up way more than that. To, oh, you know, yeah. Close to oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, that so, sucks. So, we Chris, how, um, how can people get a hold of you? People are listening. They're going, oh, my gosh, that sounds awesome. Um, I, I, need a, I need a checkup on my finances. Um, that's what you do. Uh, how can people reach out to you and, and, and have some of this life-altering financial advice that you give as a non-financial, anti-financial advisor? How does that, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can obviously go to moneyripples.com, send me a message through there. Um, or you can even just shoot me an email, Chris with a C-H, you know, Chris at moneyripples.com. And you just ask me whatever questions you have, you know, and, uh, you know, and of course, if you're like, hey, I'm not even ready to reach out to you. Maybe I need to check you out a little bit more. Hey, check out the podcast. Just go to the Chris Miles Money Show and, and see what I teach. I mean, obviously, it's a lot like what we just talked about here, but, yeah. you know. But it's really in depth. I'd I'd encourage people to go and listen to the show because not only do you, um, not only do you talk about um, your stuff, but you have experts on in other fields as well. Um, And every show is is really really well done. Um, And there's a ton of meat. It's not like uh, you know some of these fluff shows that really all they're trying to do is sell their stuff. It's a really in depth show that that provides a lot of solid advice in many different areas. Um, So. I encourage people to go check it out. It's, it's a very real podcast. So if you're looking for some more real content, um, Chris's, Chris's show is fantastic. It's called The awesome. Money Show with Chris Miles. The Chris Miles Money Show. Well, Chris yeah, Miles same. Money Show. Yep. Hey, Put Chris. Chris Miles in there first, people. <laughs> Chris right. Miles Money Show. Um, and then and, you, can, you can find him at the places he just said. Uh, I encourage you guys all to go reach out to him. Uh, again, longtime friend, Angela and I have, man, uh, we've we've eaten many a meal with uh, Chris Miles. It's, he's, he's a great guy. <laughs> Known him forever. Yeah, yeah, real quick, Chris, for anyone listening to this that is like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, I hasn't got started and is new to all this. Can you just give us what you know? What what do you wish you would have known before you started down this path back in the oh, day? I, I would just real quick. Let's just. Yeah, end I, with think, that. I think it's just cash flow is what is really the key. Cash flow is what creates freedom. It's not how much money you've saved up in your account is what kind of income stream is that cash producing? And so if you just focus purely on what can I do to replace my income, right? If you put that focus there instead of how much do I save, 
it will revolutionize your entire mentality. It, it rocks everything that's been taught in the financial industry because they awesome. don't teach that. Awesome. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Thanks for joining us. And thanks, Ron. Um, go check out Chris, go check out his show. And then, uh, you know, if you want to subscribe to our podcast or give us any feedback, um, go to getrealestatesuccess.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know if there's anything else you want to hear in the future. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks Thank for being This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.